I'm Dawn. And I'm Ashley. We would like to welcome you to the Work It, You Are Worth It podcast. Where two friends sit around and talk about healing, growth, and healthy relationships. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Dawn. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to 2024. Yay, 2024. Very excited. Um... Happy New weeks. Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, listeners. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, I call this the year of dawn. This is the year of dawn. Nice. This is going to be all about you, huh? It is. This is what it's going to be about this year. That's exciting. I'm so, I'm, oh, I'm excited for this year. I'm excited to see what this year will bring. I am going to, yeah, I, I'm going to focus on me. I mean, the thing is, it's like I could be honest and say, well, I've always focused on me and, and I have indirectly through other people, but this year I want to intentionally focus on me. I don't know that, right? I, I, for me, I didn't focus on other, me through other people. I focused on, I, I mean, I did, but it was subconsciously. It wasn't like, yeah, that's right? what exactly. it was codependent. Yeah. Right. My whole life was about trying to fix other people and change other people and find broken people that needed fixing and try to make them better. And um, this, this year, and it, that really, that was just a fear based control, right? That keep myself safe by making everyone else around me safe. And the difference with this year, and, and I think what you were saying too, is I'm, I'm not going to worry about other people. Their thoughts, feelings, and opinions are none of my business. As long as I am being the person I want to be in each and every moment, kind, compassionate, caring, loving, empathic, those are the qualities and traits that are important to me. And as long as I am being those things, then... I'm doing what I need to. I'm focusing on me. That's that's my goal for this year. Right. You know, I have one of the things that, through my codependency has been mismanaging my money. Um, right. Not making thinking about retirement. I'm you know, like I technically if we look at age retirements, what, 65 or 67 now, either way, 12 to 14 years from now, I should be retiring. Can I retire in 12 to 15, 14 years? No, I not that there's no way right now. I'm going to be working another 20 years. So it's more, I want to be more mindful of my finances. I want to be able to, you know, be able to take care of myself down the road. And so that's part of this year is, is right. I'm not going to solve the problem this year and right all of a sudden have all this money to retire on, but I want to make life changes to be able to 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 work towards that in in you know over the next 12 to 14 years um I want to right I'm pretty healthy I but I you know one of the things I want to do you know I've talked about having knee surgeries and knee replacements right I need to be healthier I need to take off a little bit of weight so the pound you know the pound pressure is in my knees is better for healing um it's continuing to 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 work my program and and gain more knowledge and understand myself better and and identify my boundaries my wants my my you know my likes my dislikes my wants my things I don't want um and so it is it's very much just the year of dawn working on me to be able to be a better me for me that's it and normally it would have been, I want to be a better me for somebody else. Right. I want to be better for my kids or I want to be better for my significant other yep. or for my parents or, right, I want to be better for me. I want to be a better me tomorrow than I am today. I want to be a better me today than I was yesterday. I'm not in competition with anyone except for myself. Right. And I'm proud of myself even if I'm not better tomorrow than I was today. Yeah. 
you know, I want to do better at work. I want to, before I've kind of coasted along and, you know, I've been good at my, you know, job, but right. I want to be more intentional with my job because it's like realizing, okay, I've always said I'm good at the level I'm at, you know, whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm not good at the level I'm at because I don't, I want to, I need to make more money. So how do I go about making more money? I need to be, I need to step my job up. What I do, being more intentional. Um, I need to look for outside ways to to supplement my income. It's 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 those kinds of things that I need to um, evaluate. Uh, so Wednesday was my birthday, and I got the sweetest gift from someone. And I had told her a while back, we were talking about 2024, and I said, yeah, 2024 is just, it's, I want it to be the year of dawn. And I've shared some things with her. And she sent me for my birthday this beautiful book, and it's actually a calendar. And do you, you know who Dave Ramsey is, right? I absolutely do. Okay. So this book was by his, um, I don't want to say a foundation, but his like little business now that he has right he has the Ramsey something something and so it's a calendar and it gives you um, it helps you work through your financial recovery so it from a mental standpoint so what are your goals right what are your goals what are um, some of the things that your kind of thoughts around finances where did you know where did you get them and those kinds of things and so I was really interested um and then on the front of the book, she puts the year of dawn. And so the book comes, it's 2024, and it says the year of dawn. Oh, that's awesome. It's the most thoughtful, thoughtful gift. Um, and it's beautiful, and it's just, yeah, it's just really a very uh, cute thing. And, um, you know, like has goals, and like I said, just comes from more of a mental place than of oh okay you know do your cardectomy and get rid of this credit card and get rid of that credit card there's just right it's not about the actual financial physical financial aspect it's more about the mental financial exactly that's awesome yeah so that's where I'm at this year that's what I want to that's what I want to do I want to you know obviously keep doing this podcast because I really I missed doing it the last couple of weeks I did too we so we took two weeks off Yep. And it was, I, you know, I needed the two weeks off. I, I, my daughter had the baby. So I'm a grandma. I love it. It's amazing. Yes. Thank you. She's so perfect. She's the sweetest, chillest little baby. She's absolutely gorgeous. And, um, Destiny and Caleb are amazing parents. I, I am so proud of both of them and I cannot wait to watch them raise her. I can't wait to be a part of that. Um, so it was, it was a much needed time off. Um, I was also off of work and my dad came and my brother came and it was really nice. We had a lot of family around. It was very, very pleasant and, um, relaxing and, um, there were some eye-opening aspects as well. It was, it was really nice. Good, good. Honestly, this was probably one of the best Christmases that I have had in a few years, um, several years, actually. And, and it wasn't who was around because my dad comes every year and my brother comes and visits all the time and I'm, I'm pretty close to them, you know. So it, it wasn't that there were extra people or special people or I think it was that I just I was really focused on just being peaceful and being okay with everything being how it was, thanks to my recovery. Yeah. Um, and that allowed me to really appreciate the little things, right? I was at the hospital with my daughter every day they were there. I was there when Amelia was born. Um, I got to hear the very first cries. I was able to record the first two minutes of her life. It was absolutely spectacular. Um, and then Christmas was amazing, and my son got to come home and visit for the first time in six months, and we just had a really, really good time. That sounds amazing. Sounds like it was an amazing time. Um, you know, I spent two weeks with the boys, so that was, 
it's always a good time. Um, I was ready to come home. I was uh, hurting a little bit. Knees were bothering me because the cold it was a little different. Texas cold's a little different than Florida cold. So oh yes. Um, and I didn't think about that. I I knew it would be cold. I mean, and it wasn't like right. The whole country was like at fifty degrees. I think. Um, but you know, you have arthritis. It it gets to a certain point. It's like it's. Ugh. It can get very painful, especially if you're not used to like right that the pressure changes yeah. and the air changes. It, it definitely affects our bones. Yeah. <laughs> so I came back. My like I've got cracks in my fingers. My skin is. It's just a mess. Um, but at the same time, I had a great time with my my kids and um, and it was nice to, like, to step away. I mean, I I still had to do codathon. That was still there, but. Um, as far as meeting with sponsees and um, meetings and doing this, yeah, I took a much needed, much needed break. Um, but I did really miss doing this with you. I actually found myself over the last like four days um, listening to the podcast more and more and more because I'm yeah, like, it's so crazy. I, I just needed, I needed that connection that we, I get from this. Yes. And I, I know I texted you like a couple of times last week, like, hey, when are we recording? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, not good. And I, really- I definitely missed it. It yeah. is. I, I love our conversations. I love that we talk and we talk for usually about an hour before we start recording know, right. as well. So I don't I just really enjoy it. And I definitely missed it for sure. Yeah, me too. So how about we get back into this? So we got a question um, actually to the website and so I thought about a lot of, I think a lot of these questions, that's how we're going to answer them is through the podcast. Um, So I'll read the question and then we can have a conversation about it. Yeah, let's do that. So I'm going to paraphrase here the beginning part of it. This individual is asking for more information to help them build a healthy relationship with self, higher power, and other people. Okay. So I know we did a podcast a few weeks ago on how to build a better relationship with ourself. Mm-hmm. I want to just go ahead and mention that podcast because I really think that is the absolute first step to building a better relationship with our higher power and other people is that we first have to have a relationship with ourself. Maybe the relationship with the higher power comes first. I don't I, I don't know. They, what do you think? I kind of think they come hand in hand in a way. Because I feel like as I was developing this relationship with my higher power, I learned more about myself. And the more I learned about myself, the more I was willing to... And invest in my higher power and then it was it was like this kind of this back and forth between me and my higher power and definitely taking out other people because I it's that's that they weren't part of that you weren't part of that it was it it was just this I think it happens kind of simultaneously where it's it's to know a higher power we need to be connected to ourselves to know ourselves we have to be connected to our higher power and so as we build along it's like the building blocks right every building block I put on I get to know myself and my higher power better yes I I I I think I agree with that I definitely agree with other people have to come last I cannot I cannot focus on my relationship with other people until I have my relationship with myself and my higher power completely and totally healed. So are you saying that you have to disconnect from everybody and not be around anyone? No, I'm not saying I have to disconnect or not be around. Now, eh, eh, yes, I am saying you have to disconnect. No, I am not saying you have to not be around them. What I mean by disconnect, so for me, I was so focused on other people and so entangled in making other people behave the way I needed them to behave so that I could be safe, that I couldn't, I could not focus on me or my higher power. So in my opinion, I had 
to emotionally disconnect from other people for a period of time so that I could focus on myself and my higher power. Now, that didn't mean I wasn't around other people, right? I have three kids. They lived with me. I have a sister who I talk to. I have a brother that I talk to, my parents, um, all of that. So I, I, I did not not be around other people. I was around other people all the time. But I didn't entangle my emotions with theirs. I didn't talk about in high intensity emotional things for, gosh, it was several months while I rebuilt my understanding of my higher power and myself. Yeah, I uh, I remember at the beginning of my recovery that that was one of the things, and I know I've shared it on this on here before, was, right, I had to step away from my mom for weeks because I needed, what I found with her was she was always in my head. Like she was, like when I talked to her, she was, and I'm not, criticizing her here this is not that's not what I'm doing I'm just saying this is what for me how it affected me was I felt like there was, there was always this criticism and this negativity and this da -da 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 -da. well and sorry to interrupt but I just want to make a point you said she was always in your head mm -hmm. she wasn't actually in your head who was in your head I was in my head that's about right. her right so it wasn't her doing it no it was you putting her in your head but because it was her that you had in your head, you had to disconnect from her in order to get that out of your head. Right. So I went basically cold turkey with her for weeks on end. And by doing that, it did allow me to kind of decompress and to be able to like right my my mother was my is my first codependent relationship <laughs> right Aren't this, <laughs> all? this woman taught me to be a very good codependent I took developed being a codependent because of right her putting her emotional issues and needs on me so I and it's always been that way what what used to be that way and when I, by doing that disconnect, I realized that I could be my own person outside of my mother. And I didn't know that before. Because I love her, but she is also a codependent who needed me to, to make, to, to fill something that was missing in her. You know, it's so crazy that you say that because... And we're going to go off topic like we always do. We'll come back to it. <laughs> but in society, when we think about moms having kids, I take myself back to having my first child. I think about my first grandchild. I think about what you have said about when Dylan was born. And the big common theme that I hear people say is, I just needed someone to love me unconditionally. Yeah. Or I felt that love that my child had for me. Or I needed this from my child. So, so many children are born into this world simply because their parents need something. That in and of itself is codependent. That's our society. That is our normal for a mom to be like, I just needed that unconditional love for my child. My child saved my life. I would die for my child. Uh, that's normal for us. Like, we think that makes a good parent. And it's not. That's so mm -hmm. codependent. Our, these poor human beings I are know. being born into this world with responsibilities to adults. Yeah, I um, because I you're right. I I thought the same. You know, and I know you. We've talked about it, but like I did, I felt the same thing with with Dylan, and even on the podcast with my mom that I did um, six months ago, wherever it was, that was a big thing she said. It was like I, I thought when she's like when you were born, I thought now I have someone that's gonna love me. Now I have someone that's all mine. Yep, that's what I thought when my daughter was born. Oh, me too. That's 
Like I finally have these little people who will love me forever. Mm -hmm. It's just that thought process. And and it's not... It, it, it's not that it's wrong that we want to love our children forever. It's not that at all. It's that having that frame of mind and having that mindset puts this responsibility on our children that they can perceive in a codependent way. They take in and they become codependent themselves. Right. I look at, look at Dylan. Dylan is very much a codependent and throughout his life right the loving him wanting him now I have something to love something that's going to love me unconditionally right this he's mine raising him I raised him as he was mine with his with his dad with his stepdad with school friends friends future oh I did it too oh you know future you know we both were oh anyways poor destiny she was going to be a child psychologist her whole entire life because that's what her mama wanted her to Mm be yep um dylan was always going to be a doctor i mean granted he's getting his phd so yes he's going to be a doctor but to me it was like oh he was he said like i've said this with you like there was one time he said he wanted to be a pediatrician all I needed to hear, now he was going to be a doctor. So they, it went, what kind of doctor do you want to be today? What kind of doctor do you want to be today? Uh, it's his life. He gets to do it what he, with what it, he wants. But I didn't look at it. I wasn't doing it to harm him. I just wanted him to have more than I had. And that and that alone is why we need to take other people out of the equivalency, out of the, out of the conversation, until we heal our relationship with ourself and our higher power. Mm-hmm. Because if my relationship with myself and my higher power was healed, my children would not have been born into the responsibility, into this world with the responsibility of making me feel loved. Right. I felt less than, right? I felt less than when I had Dylan. All I was doing, uh, what I was doing when I had Dylan was I was working in a hospital in my first I was 21 years old. I was working in my first office job. I was making $24,000 a year, if that. And I was, I looked at my life as a dead end. I was married and I didn't want that for him. Right? I wasn't happy in who I was. I wasn't happy with my life. So I, I actually raised Dylan to think that you couldn't get engaged and married until you were 30. Wow. And he actually, because I made him and developed him into such a great codependent, he actually said that to me a couple of years ago. Well, in two years, mom, I'll be able to get married. Wow. Um, My kids have always known that college is not a choice. Got to go to college. Right? A a master's degree is is your new bachelor's. Got to go to college. I'm lucky. My kids, Dylan, Dylan wanted to go to college. He loves education. I think if possible, he would be a lifetime student if he could just get paid for it. (laughs) There's definitely people like that. I love to learn. If you could pay me to learn, I would go learn new things every single day. I would do that now. I never thought I would say that, but I would do that now. Um, It's just fun. Colin, it's pulling teeth. It's pulling teeth with him. But he also knows he has to do it because, right, even though I have said you got to go to college, you got to get your education, you got to, he also knows from now society, societal, your bachelor's degree is basically your new high school diploma. So he does it, but he doesn't love it. But I'm also different with him. Like, you know, we've talked about the whole grade things. Like I was all over Dylan's grades. If a teacher did not get a grade in within a week's worth of time and my son's grade looked worse than it did, oh, it wasn't Dylan. I, I wouldn't go to Dylan and say, hey, you need to talk to your teacher. I need to see your grades. You know, what is it? Oh, no, I'd be on the phone. I'd be bitching and moaning and yelling and screaming and you need to do your job and you're just right. Of course, I would make them less than for not doing their job 
this is your responsibility and blah 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 who knows what they had going on in their lives their personal lives that is the reason they couldn't put the grades in on time and with Colin I don't think I ever once looked at his grades through high school not once like he would get his report card and I'd be like so are your grades good okay so yeah yeah I was the same way um I mean I I know they're great her grades but Cam's a lot there's I'm a lot less intent on her yeah um so what is the best way we we have the conver- we have the entire podcast about building a relationship with ourselves. Once we build that relationship with ourselves and we build the relationship with our higher power. I I think the really important thing there is intentionally communicating. When things are good, when things are bad, just checking in. For me, that was a huge aspect of building a relationship with myself and my higher power was just checking in with myself and checking in with my higher power. How am I today? I feel this way. I'm having these thoughts. Thank you for supporting me. It's been a great day. Like, just the same way that I would check in with my brother or my kids or my parents, I want to check in with my higher power. I want to check in with myself. I know we've sh- we've sh- talked about this and but one of the things I do um every night when I go to bed is it's because like the day gets busy I might forget right if I oh I'm going to do that at noon or whatever and the day gets busy and something might happen I might not get to it but I do go to bed every night every night I'm in I get in bed and so for me that's when I check in with my higher power I check in with myself how did the day go what were the interactions I had today? Which ones could I have done differently? Which ones, which ones were really successful, and I want to, I want to remember and and learn from them so I can take it forward. It doesn't take me two hours to do that. I can no, get that probably I, ten minutes. Exactly, I can do that. Yeah, ten fifteen minutes. I'm done. Sometimes not even that, depending on on what I'm doing. I look at not even just the interactions with other people the way I felt did I you know while I'm working did I find myself not taking care of myself not you know should I have drank more water should I have stood up and walked around a little bit more should I have right was I a little short to someone I do that yeah I do that every day multiple times so for me um, I'm, I'm terrible at bedtime. I will stay up until I can barely keep my eyes open and then I'll crawl in bed and pass out. Um, so I do it anytime I'm alone in the car. That's, that is my thing. I drive to work every day. I ha- drive home from work every day. I go grab lunch or on the weekends I run to the grocery store or I go whatever. Anytime I am alone in the car, I at least five to ten minutes turn off the music and have a conversation out loud I do out loud with myself with my higher power a lot of times I'll speak out loud and then I'll get an answer in my head and then I'll speak out loud so it's like an actual conversation Um, and then a lot of times too when I'm in the shower or when I get out of the shower and I'm getting ready for my day I'm looking in the mirror I'm talking to myself then Um, For me, it is out loud conversations. Um, And as I do this more, (laughs) I've started doing it at work. I was was walking walking into the break room talking to myself the other day, and one of my coworkers was in the break room, and they turned around, and they were like, are you talking out loud to yourself? You know that's a symptom of being insane, right? I'm like, nah, that's just healthiness. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. um, I do that too. So I live across the street from work. Like I don't drive anywhere. Like I maybe go four miles a day. So car doesn't work for me. And I think that's the thing. It's part of this is finding what works for you in your life that you can be consistent with. I, right, somebody, maybe you, and I think this what it comes down to evaluating is when looking at my day as a whole in you know once I was in recovery and it's like okay when does it work best for me right you can say in the car because that works for you you have time in the car by yourself I don't 
So, okay, when, when in my day can I make this work? Well, okay, I'm, I, you know, every night before I go to bed, I always, like when I get in bed, I always lay there and toss and turn for a little bit. Well, maybe I should use that time. Oh, I always scroll on my phone right before I go to bed. Well, maybe that's a good time for me to pick up one of my books, my recovery books, and read before I go to bed. Because, right, one of the things they say about dreams is dreams are a lot of times related to what you did or read or saw or watched right before t- right before going to bed. Right. And, and I think consistency is the key word there. 100%. It doesn't change overnight. I have to be intentional about this for a a very long time, several weeks. Like, I can't just build a relationship with myself overnight. It it doesn't work that way. We are literally building relationships with ourselves and our higher power. You can't just talk to God one time or talk to myself one time or talk to the tree one time and now you know it. It doesn't work that way. We have to we have to build that relationship. Um, and consistency is the only way to do that. Intentional consistency. Let me ask let me ask you a question. Um, so does that consistency look different now than it did two years ago? Oh very. Why does it look different? How does it look Um, different? Well, so how I started to build the relationship both with myself and my higher power, at the very beginning, it was things like I told myself five affirmations a day. And then I told myself five things I was grateful for a day. That was building a relationship with myself was my five affirmations. And then building the relationship with my higher power was the five things I was grateful for. And I had to like search for things. I had to actually find things that I thought were good. It would be something like, your eyes are really pretty blue. Oh, wow, I really like my eyes and I love the color of my hair. Things that I have no control over that I can't change seemed at the beginning to be the only things that I could find. Um, Or you're a really good mom. Or you didn't yell at all today, good job. little things and and it was difficult now almost three years later it's very different I I guess it's like almost like dating right we've all done that at first at the beginning when you're going on your first date it's anxiety ridden and it's you have to be intentional and you you have to impress and yet it really takes effort you have to put in effort But then as you get to know someone and you build that relationship and you start talking all the time, it doesn't take so much effort. It just becomes natural. And you start talking about deeper things and sharing more intense connection. Um, That's how it is now, three years later. I Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I I was just going to say, like, I recognize my emotions. I recognize my feelings. I talk to myself about those things before I'm so deep in it that I can't swim. I actually, in a way, disagree with you a little bit because I'm here thinking when you, when you said like a relation, like dating and right, there's effort in the beginning and then over time it becomes into this natural thing and then there's not, you know, the the need for effort kind of goes away. I don't agree with that. I think one of the things that we should always be doing in a relationship with people, especially people that are close to us, in other words, maybe not, you know, and I say like, we can go to Walmart and have a relationship with a cashier for two minutes and right, it's an interaction. But my partner, putting an effort, yes, my children, myself, right, I always have to put effort into that. To be the best me. And I agree with that 100%. I think think maybe putting effort in is not really the right way to say it. But like at the beginning when you're building that relationship, it takes work. Like it takes intentional choice to build the relationship. It's a little bit awkward at the beginning. It's a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. But then as you get to know 
yourself better, as you get to know the other person better, as you get to know your higher power better, it becomes more comfortable, right? You still have to put in the effort to maintain the relationship because any relationship that's not maintained is simply going to fall apart. Anything not maintained is going to eventually fall apart. Right. Um, so I think there's that's part of this whole process too is effort, right? We can't get lazy. We can't get nonchalant about our recovery, about our relationship with ourselves, a relationship with our higher power, right? We talked about taking a couple of weeks off this week or the last couple of weeks, right? We took a couple of weeks off the podcast. I took a couple of weeks off from my sponsee meetings. Um, I took a couple of weeks off from actually going to my weekly, I took one week off from my Thursday night meeting, but that doesn't mean I did nothing CODA related, right? Or recovery related. Right, right. I think, I think that that's a huge thing in building our relationship with not just ourselves and our higher power, but also other people, because we haven't talked a lot about that yet, is the effort, right? It's the intentional contact. It's the intentional communication. It's the intentional intimacy, um, connection. How are you? How do you feel? Do you need anything? This is right. Here's what's going on with me. It, it, it's it's you... intentional connection and communication is required in order to maintain good, healthy relationships. You said one thing you said, and I think it's really important is you asking the other person what they need. What if the person tells you, I just need space? Then you give them space. Right? If you're going to ask them what they need, you have to be able to allow them what they need. So if I'm building a relationship with someone, another person, and my goal in this relationship is to love them, right? That's If we're getting into a relationship and we are not being selfish or self-centered, then the point in getting into the relationship is to love them, not for them to love me. Yes, I want to be loved, and yes, I deserve to be loved, but if I'm getting into a relationship to be loved, then I'm manipulating. I'm, I'm being selfish and self-centered. I'm trying yep. to get something out of it. If I'm getting into a relationship simply to love, then if I want to love someone and what they need to be loved, to feel loved, to be okay, is distance, then that's what I need to give them if I am giving them my love. What about in the middle of an argument? When they're, wait, we're having this conversation, it's heated and we're arguing and, and then they say they want to, they need, a, they need to, to, to step away and collect their thoughts and they need a break. Well, what if... I mean, let's look at that from the other perspective, right? What if someone is fighting with you and arguing with you and you are so overwhelmed that you can't possibly take anymore and all you need is 10 minutes to collect yourself? Would it be fair for them not to give it to you? Exactly. I mean, the hardest hardest part of building relationships with other people is that what I need to do in order to to build a relationship with another person is to give them love. And the only way I can give love is by loving myself. And I know, right, we have talked very little about and others. The pro- the thing that I have with this is the only way I can have healthy relationships with others is through me and my higher power. And if I'm healthy, and it, it, that has to be the focus not the and others because what I found is finding the best me finding a relationship with myself has just automatically made me have better relationships with others yes because if I'm focused on others same conversation we were having before like just two minutes ago if I'm focused on the others and I don't have a healthy relationship with me then what if the other person needs that break and isn't going to come back? I don't have a healthy relationship with me, so I'm not going to be okay if they're not going to come back. So I'm not going to let them have that break that they need. 
if I if I have a fear of abandonment and somebody needs to leave, I'm not going to be okay with them leaving. If I'm a love addict and somebody needs to leave, I'm not going to be okay with them leaving, right? Like there's so many there's so many ways that if I am not healthy in my relationship with myself and my higher power, I won't possibly be able to be healthy with other people. If I'm judgmental of myself, I'm going to be judgmental of other people. Yeah. Like, there's so many people who say, I, I hear people say all the time, and I used to say all the time, I'm so mean, to, I, I get so mean. When I get angry, when I get hurt, when I get fearful, I get mean. I say things that are just not very nice. Not that I'm calling names or anything like that. I'm just abrasive. I'm harsh. And what I have learned over the last three years is I was that way with others because that's how I was with me. As soon as I stopped calling myself stupid for bumping into a wall, I stopped judging other people for being clumsy. As soon as I stopped beating myself up for making mistakes, I stopped wondering where that person's head was when they fell. Everything that we do to others, everything that others do to us that bothers us is something we do to ourselves. That's what I've found. So one of the things this week and I and I mentioned it earlier so birthday being Wednesday and um, my birthday was this past Wednesday I got an amazing gift but I got amazing gifts so I have always been oh it's my birthday like right it, I just would kind of push my birthday away it was it was because it was it wasn't important because that meant things were focused on me and right I didn't want things to be focused on me because then people might you know see something I didn't want them to see or else maybe if things were focused on you then you could be disappointed by things not working out exactly so this year I did not have any expectations but I knew it was my birthday and I was excited about you know excited for me about my birthday and but I didn't have any expectations and there a couple of weeks before before I left for Texas um, my girlfriends were like you know everybody was like we're gonna get together on your birthday when and I'm you know we're gonna have and the one lady was like I'm gonna have a, this par a party at my house they just bought a house and she's like, gonna have the party and we're gonna celebrate your birthday then but and I was like okay you know great it was not it was last night it wasn't on my birthday and but then they were like but we want to get together on your birthday and I'm like well no we're getting you know it's okay we're getting together you know on a couple days later it's not that big a deal. no 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 it's your birthday you deserve you deserve to be celebrated on your birthday and I'm like, okay. So two weeks went by. You know, it was a couple days before my birthday. I had gotten back into Florida and I hadn't heard anything from them. And there is that kind of like, okay, well, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to get together. And, you know, there was this little bit of disappointment. I'm not going to lie. There was this moment of disappointment. And I let myself go into some, some, <sighs> codependent thinking right like oh well you know it's just you know I got excited and now you know that's not gonna happen and I was let down and that right. always happens every year that's why it's I never want to do anything for my birthday nobody can ever be here I've been there yep I get a text the day before my birthday so are we doing dinner tomorrow night and I was like or do you want to just do a couple of drinks for your birthday and I was like well you know it's like we it's okay you know whatever we don't have to do anything because I was still in my little like uh. and they were like no it's your birthday and I was tired the other person was tired whatever so we ended up just doing a couple of drinks they asked me where I wanted to go and I was like I didn't I, I didn't want to pick I didn't care and I was like you pick I don't want to pick and finally we picked a place but then um one of the other people that was supposed to were supposed to come she was going to be really late and I was of course I went to well you know it's okay we're all tired we're all this and we don't have to do it and they're like no it's your birthday we want to celebrate you we want to see you on your birthday 
And then I finally, it finally, I can't, was pulled out of my codependent brain to be like, I don't have to have those old thoughts. They want to spend time with me. Why am I, why do I have, I said, I didn't say it 20 million times. I said it like twice, but I still said it. And I was, why can't I just celebrate? And so I did. And so we ended up going for drinks and appetizers, had a wonderful time. They brought me, like a couple of them brought me presents, some little presents, and then um, called that a night. And then last night we got together and there was probably 20 people at this party, this house party. And it was all about my birthday. And somebody, another guy was, was there. It was his birthday yesterday. And... So my friend got got me a cake and she, you know, then, you know, I got more little presents and it was, it was really cute and it was beautiful. And the guy, he very much thought it was like they in his wife, the guy and his wife thought they were celebrating his birthday. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) It was really cute. And so then the cake, she pulled out the cake and his wife, I heard her like, oh, look, you got a cake. And And so I went up to my friend and I was like, right, I you know what? I don't need a birthday cake. I have been so blessed this year, like with just the things we've done and being here. If he wants to do the cake, let him do the cake. To me, it didn't matter. That was like the least of the things. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I'm positive. And I was 100% okay with it. I, right. I wasn't doing it because of trying, you know, well, d- you guys could have shared the cake. Well, so I, once I stepped away and then he comes he goes up there and I had never met this guy before last night was the first time I met him and we get up there and he comes he's he gets up there and he's like come on it's your birthday too and so ah, that's so sweet so I went up and we we sang happy birthday to each other it was really cute because I we sang happy birthday to each other looking at each other oh <laughs> that and sounds then, like so much fun and then we blew out the candles together <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like such a good time. It was a good time. But I guess the thing is, is when I'm telling this story, it's like, I deserve to be celebrated. I deserve, my birthday is mine. And I deserve to celebrate it. That is what I've realized in recovery. I deserve to be celebrated. Doesn't have to be on my birthday. It can be any day of the week. It can be a Tuesday afternoon at four. I don't need other people to celebrate me. I need to celebrate myself. And when I celebrate myself, other people will celebrate me. Yes. Because if I don't show that I'm worth being celebrated, everybody's going to kind of go along with the flow. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, it really is what I've learned in every relationship across the board And in the last year, my mind has just been so blown because my life is so very different because of the changes that I have made. Um, And and really, they were changes that I made within me about how I treated myself and how I treated my higher power and everything else just fell into place. Like when I first started recovery, I used to hear people say that like, the miracles are more miraculous than you could ever even imagine before recovery. And I always thought, yeah, right, that ain't gonna happen to me. I ain't had that kind of luck my whole damn life. And now here I sit and and it's weird because it's not that there's no chaos. It's not that there's no bad or negative. It's that there's so much more peace and so much more positive that the bad and negative aren't that bad, right? It's like a line graph that just keeps going up. So there's still dips, but the dips aren't as low because the highs are so much higher. Yeah. It's kind, it's kind of crazy how it works. It's, 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 it's mind-blowing how simply being the best me I can be every moment of every day and making myself pleased and happy with myself like vibrates off of me and affects every other part of my life. I think one of the things you were, as you were speaking, 
about relationships and like right the choices you have made this year to 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 focus on you and change things within you that is the way of having better relationships with others and I let me elaborate on that you changed things about you not like in a bad way right I'm going to be the best me Ashley chose to be the best Ashley that Ashley can be and it wasn't things that other people didn't like about me it was things that I wanted to change about myself because I didn't want to do them but what I mean does if you if that was your thought process right and people it didn't matter what anybody else thought these were things you wanted to change for you and somebody else didn't like it they could leave your life hello (laughs) Nick left it's been 17 years that entire relationship ended this year because I changed things I wanted to change about me and look don't get me wrong there were so many aspects that played into that relationship coming to an end but I realized what I needed and what I wanted and I started to go for it and he wasn't interested in going for it. So he realized what he wanted and what he needed and he went for it. And in that process, we just went two different ways. That's okay. It's gonna happen. When I start doing what I need to for me, the things that are not meant for me are going to leave my life. Or they might, or they might, or they might stay, right? It's their choice. They get to do what they want to do. And I think it's understanding that if, right, I'm just going to use your situation, right? You made changes. Nick decided that he wanted to do something else that doesn't make him a bad person or you a bad person or anything like that. It just means at this moment in time, you are not meant to be. Right. Things that are, when I start doing what I need to do for me, the things that are made for me and meant for me will stay, will be, will enter. The things that are not meant for me or made for me will not, they will leave. And and that's, that's just how it is. That's, and, and again, that's not to say anything negative. That's not to say anything bad. Nick is an amazing man. He, he, he is an amazing human being. I, I was with him for 17 years because he is an amazing human being. He's just not my human being. I evaluate now. I've heard people say, you know, like relationships are not supposed, should not be considered permanent. And I, you know, I actually am coming to the place of agreeing with that because that means like I'm changing. I am ever changing. I want growth in my life. There is literally only one, one, one relationship that is permanent. Well, I mean, two, two, if you consider them different. See, I consider them the same. Yeah. My higher power is within me. I am within my higher power. My relationship with myself is the same as my relationship with my higher power. Maybe that's why I had such a hard time answering which one came first earlier in the podcast, because it is simultaneous because my relate my higher power is within me and I am within my higher power. Wow, that just hit me. That's why that that's that's it. Um, what was I saying? Wow, that just blew my mind. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. So I don't remember what I was saying before that. But yeah, so if my if I am good within me, then I am good within my with my relationship with my higher power then other things in my life are also going to be good. And good might not look, because again, this is your higher power is part of you, right? What your higher power thinks might be good for you might not be what you think is good for, or you, yeah, you think is good for you, but you have to trust. Six months ago, I had, six months ago, I did not think that Nick and I's relationship ending was what I wanted. Right. I did not think that that was going to be good for me. If you'd asked me a year ago if that's what I wanted, I'd have said absolutely not. That'll never be good for me. I did ask you that. <laughs> right. And I and I said, no, <laughs> no I, I want him. I want like him I want in my this life. To work. Yep. Right. And I mean, it's it, it, it changes. It evolves. That's what I was saying. The only, the, literally the only permanent relationship is the relationship with my higher power and myself. 
And maybe you can call that two relationships. Maybe you can call that one. But if you think about it, everyone dies. Everyone dies. There is not a single person in this world who is going to be born with me and die with me. Right. They will die before me. They will die after me. They will be born after me. They will be born before me. They're, the only permanent relationship I have is the one with myself and higher power. Therefore, that has to be the most important. It has to. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, I, and you still have to work at it. You still have to put effort into it. I used to hear people say that. I used to go sit in church or Catholic school and hear people say that. And I used to think, no, I need to put other people first because other people's feelings matter and I need to consider their feelings. And, and yes, other people's feelings matter. And yes, I should consider other people's feelings, but I'm considering other people's feelings because I want to be considerate. And I'm considering my own feelings first and foremost, and then considering someone else's feelings. If that means I don't have dinner with you when you need me to have dinner with you because I'm not okay having dinner with you, and that hurts your feelings, I'm not going to abandon myself to make you feel better. Right, and just because I can't ha- don't want to have or can't have dinner with you tonight doesn't mean I can't have dinner with you two nights from now. Right. What I've done is taken, if somebody says they can't do something, I took it like, oh my God, they don't like me and they never want, they don't want to do anything with me and they don't, you know, they just never want to be around me instead of. It's personal. It was about mm -hmm. you instead of it being that they couldn't do it right now. Right. And once I learned to be able to say, to read myself and be able to say, no, I don't want to do that. Or no, I just don't feel like it tonight. Or I need some alone time. Or I need what whatever I need. That's when I was able to t- take what other people said into consideration because I looked at it differently. I looked at it as, well, this is what I need. Maybe that's what they need. That and when I started... When I started thinking about myself first and giving myself what I needed first, I stopped worrying so much about what other people were thinking, um, right? Because other people don't think about me nearly as much as I think they're thinking about me. They really don't think about me at all, usually. But (laughs) I think they're constantly thinking about me, or at least I used to. And as soon as I realized that I needed to think about me and I started putting me first, I realized that most other people are doing the same thing, which also then helped me to realize that if they are thinking about them and they are putting them first, then they aren't thinking about how I meant something. They are thinking about how they saw something. Mm. So that made a huge difference in my relationship with other people also. So I think... And going back, just back to the question, how do I have a better relationship with myself, higher power, and others? I think it starts with having a better relationship with yourself and your higher power and stop worrying about having a better relationship with others because if you find that relationship with you and your higher power, those other relationships will do what they're they're, going to do. And there's an entire podcast about how to have a better relationship with myself. Go back and listen to it. Yes. Way to plug that three times this time. Good job. Heck yeah. <laughs> and it was a good podcast. So, um, all right, I'm Ashley. I'm so glad that we did this today. Me too. I uh, missed I f- it. I really did. I feel so much better just after talking to you and having these conversations. Yeah, I feel more centered. It's like, okay, now I can... I don't know. I've felt really off these last few weeks and just like not centered and not like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. And I do today. And so now I'm going to go in the kitchen and I'm going to prep my meals. And I'm thank you for having this conversation with me. And I, I, I can't say how much I love doing this. I really do feel exactly the same way. Like genuinely, truly, Like yesterday, it was like, oh, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get up. And even when I got my computer out to do the podcast, it was kind of like, ugh, I don't know if I feel like this, but I was looking forward to it. And now after having this conversation and doing the podcast and talking to you, I think it's, 
I think it's about focusing on recovery and focusing on healthy growth. And it just builds positivity yeah. in my mind. I'm just ready to take it on now. Yeah, it just, it it's a constant reminder of what I need to do in my life. And it just carries me through the week, right? And I'm going to have sponsee calls. I'll have our meeting Thursday night. Um, it's just, I don't know, this is just kind of that jump start to the week that I really need to to start it on a positive note. And I just appreciate it. Me too. So. so thank you, listeners. And thank you, Dawn. And I hope you guys all have an amazing week. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it.